OTB GAA. What's more now when they be saying the game is tougher and all no, that, but you'd never see a hurdle broken, would you? <laughs> <laughs> you broke a good view, man. No, but would you <laughs> subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts? Rugby on off the ball with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. We're here today to celebrate the official Ireland Rugby World Cup 2023 kit and new training range, all with thanks to Intersport Elvery's official sports retailer partner of the IRFU supporting Irish rugby. Delighted to be joined by Irish internationals, James Lowe, Gary Ringrose and Tyg Byrne. Lads, how are you all doing? Great, good, thanks, yeah. yeah how are the jerseys well. feeling? Yeah, yeah nice. not too bad. Tight. <laughs> Mine's loose. <laughs> what makes a good jersey? Obviously, I remember back to England in, in the 2003 World Cup, Clive Woodward had, had this thing where he didn't want people grabbing the the fabric, you know, it has to be tight, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, they look half decent as well, which is always a always a plus. But no, the the tight feel does help. Um, yeah, can't complain. Do you have any jerseys at home of sentimental value from your games? Yeah, um, I I usually do try and swap um, after a game. There's a few uh, special ones, I guess. Um, I got Will Jordans at home. Uh, obviously, he plays for Tasman, which is my home province. Um, David Harvilly, who I grew up and went to school with as well, so I've got his. And um, you know, Sean Maitland, Monte Ioani, There's a few boys along the way that I'm pretty happy to have their jerseys. Yeah, Gary, would you ever not want to swap a jersey? Um, yeah, name and shame. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Nah, nah, I keep all. I have all my jerseys at home. Obviously, there's a few special ones that have a um, bit of meaning behind them. Um, but yeah, I've all of them upstairs in the attic. Uh, so not that I look back at them often, but um, the odd time if I get one signed or if I have two of the same, um, it's pretty cool looking over some of the, obviously as the cap number, um, who you're playing that day, and then it kind of brings you back to that moment. So lucky enough to have a couple of special memories in there amongst the, the 50 caps. Which stands out in terms of meaning? Um, I'm trying to think, yeah, there's a few the the, one or two coming back from injury yes. and getting the chance to play because it always makes the game feel a little bit more special because I haven't been on the sidelines for a while. Um, yeah, like, I suppose recent tours down to New Zealand's pretty cool. Um, some of the November series wins and then and the Six Nations as well. So You just name in every game, I <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They all, they all That's a big attic you have, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, it's a big so, gaff, uh, you should see. Yeah. It. <laughs> so this is not the gaff uh, you went to after the Grand Slam. No, 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 no that was his parents. That's even bigger. Yeah, yeah. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree anyway. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are, Tiger, are you a swapper or a saver of jerseys? Um, a bit of both, I suppose. Uh, Sometimes I might go in and ask. Um, obviously, if you get asked, it's uh, you'd never say no. It's it's a nice thing to be asked to get to swap jerseys. Um, yeah, so sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. After a loss, I'd probably find it harder to go in and ask ask to swap a jersey. To be honest. Yeah. So how's it been? How's preseason been? Are you getting back into the rhythm of of preparing for the new season? Yeah, I think so far. Like the first two weeks were were good. We were. We put through the paces a bit, um, but not not too extreme. And then uh, probably today um, was the worst one by far. So we, we're we're all feeling it today. I think after after today's session, but uh, it's been really good and enjoyable, um, and feel like we're getting a lot out of it thus far. 
it gives the flavor of the pain threshold you got to go through. <laughs> it's hard to hard to explain. You know, I'll just say you're lucky that the three of us are here right now. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and how long, how long does it take to get back into the end that, that full fitness that you've had a break to get fully conditioned to, to start playing matches again? Um, oh, you need, definitely need a good month of some intense training just to get back, uh, get the meters in the legs. But um, you know they're pretty, they're pretty smart and switched on with what needs to be done before we we get back out there. Um, I mean, Italy's just around the corner, and I think the boys have you know put in some decent work. Then uh, when the opportunity does come, I think uh, we should be firing. What exactly are you doing then every day? A lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, no, it's, it's a mix of we're in the, the gym doing some, say, robustness stuff, uh, and then we might be into strength sessions, um, a bit of speed work as well, um, and there's kind of little break and snack opportunities, recovery windows in between them, um, and then obviously the big sessions would be out in the pitch uh, playing rugby, you know, rugby specific conditioning, uh, and then scenarios and situations and phase play stuff like that. So. Um, for the most part, any of the conditioning stuff we do, the bulk of it's out in the pitch with a rugby ball in the hand, and then any extras might be picked up at the end of the session or some off-feet stuff on the machines inside. You know, so. Would you feel that pre-season stands to you? Would you think to yourself when you're winning a game, you're in the last ten minutes of a game, oh, that was pre-season, that really helped there? Um, potentially, I think it's more going into the games on how you feel. You know, I think knowing that you've done all the work that you need to do and you'll feel good going into the games and then it, that probably gives you the confidence going into any of those games and that, that, that you've done enough work to, to get through it and come out with a win. How have you felt then with Munster? It's been a, a good run to the end of the season, a great win down in South Africa. Yeah, 100% and you know, I was lucky, but lucky to get back in time for the, for the last three games and it was certainly a, a, a special moment for the club and the fans and uh, yeah, it was a great run and it was uh, well celebrated afterwards. He hasn't stopped talking about it. <laughs> yeah. How'd you celebrate? Um, uh, how does anyone celebrate a few? <laughs> Quite a few. with the family. <laughs> you went full Jack Grealish, did you? Yeah, a few points and uh, a heavy trip home on the, on the plane. And then uh, we obviously had the homecoming back in Tolman Park. And, um, you know, the turnout for that at short notice was incredible. I think it was a sellout. They probably could have filled the whole stadium if they were able to get the staff, um, you know, and then uh, I, I was off to weddings afterwards, but the lads were still uh, drinking away in Kalu and uh, going to different pubs every day for, for the whole week. So they certainly made the most of it. Discovering Munster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was good as well for the likes of Peter Mahoney, Connor, Murray, Keith Earls. They've been waiting a long time. Yeah, 100%, you know, just like the fans, um, but they've been, been through it, you know, they've lost a lot of semis and finals to these two lads beside us um, like myself and you know to finally come away with with a with a win um, absolutely tough for those boys 100% We saw last year Gary when uh, you had a bit of a tough season with Leinster at the very end that Leinster backbone that Irish team that went down to New Zealand for the first ever time won a series down New Zealand are you hoping that this year France will be New Zealand as it were the World Cup? Um, I mean, I wouldn't look into it that much. I guess you learn from every experience and um, try to get better. Uh, but when you come in here, I mean, I suppose when you're in your provinces, there's always a bit of a chip on the shoulder. But when you come in here, we're all rowing in the same direction and delighted for the lads to, like you mentioned, to say some of those senior lads picking up a trophy. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we're all equally want to want to try and win and, and chase that feeling, you know. So. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, any experience, as I said, stands to us and, and hopefully we can learn from it. We're pulling stuff from all the provinces' games um, and the Six Nations, obviously, last November series, the New Zealand tour, the, the coaches are still plucking up stuff that we can get better and learn from. So that's the challenge. James, you played in the New Zealand series and in the, in the winning two games, the last two tests, and then you played against England and France this year. Who were the harder opponent? You know, was, was, was the New Zealand games, were they harder or were the England-France games harder? <coughs> um, uh, I mean, they're all relatively difficult in their own respects. I'm sure you can understand that. They're all fine, fine opposition. But, um, you, you know, travelling... 30-odd hours to play a few games of rugby does take it out of you and you don't realise until you're properly away from home how against the wall you kind of are. You know, you're using public gyms, your training facility was, you know, 45-minute bus rides away. It's just little things like that. You get the second choice of hotels. Um, so those there, that's, it's really, really tough to, to win you know, series away from home. But then, I mean, we also hadn't beaten France under Andy Farrell. So to be able to do that at home at the Aviva was uh, something very, very special. And then put ourselves under pressure against England, but came out on top. So it's hard to say, but I mean, beating New Zealand away from home is uh, pretty special, yeah. We're going to have to win a run of games now, tied to win the World Cup. And obviously that's the belief. Uh, do you have more confidence now given that what's happened the last year that we could win games consecutively because it's been a challenge for Ireland over the last 35 years in the world yeah of course and uh, I suppose you do have to take confidence from, from those moments you know in New Zealand the fact we bounced back and then going through November unbeaten and then obviously um, doing the Grand Slam like they're huge huge achievements and you got to take those which into a World Cup but it's it's a different kind of uh you know, pressure, you know, you don't have two weeks on, one week off in the World Cup. It's it's back to back to back. So, you know, we're going to depend massively on that whole squad. And I think everyone's going to have to take confidence that we're going to be able to do it. And I think, you know, um, we'll gain that confidence from our pre-season in here and from our warm-up games and going into that. And no doubt that we'll feel confident going into it. What were the learnings of Japan, Gary? Are there pitfalls that we can avoid going into this? Are there things you learned about yourself and about the team? Um, yeah, there, I mean, thinking back on some is, is the challenge to be as cohesive as possible when the when the squad changes. Um, like what Tyke said, it's it's the whole uh, group and more guys that might be called out later again um, that are going to be needed to to be successful. So, um, I mean, we've unbelievably tough games in the in the group stages. Uh, so it's just taken one at a time and you can't look beyond the, the challenge in front of your face really um, I think our game against Tonga is the, their first game of the World Cup as well so um, I mean obviously we're focusing on Romania um, and then you I mean I'm sure Tonga will be looking to get a scalp against us in, in their first game mm. so this you mean all hands on deck for game one and I know it's a cliche and maybe it's not the fancy answer but all focus on game one and then whatever that goes it's all focus on game two and, and roll on that way and not try and um, get sucked into any storylines or any narrative that are outside the camp you know that sort of way you missed the England game obviously through injury is there any way you can kind of minimise the risk of injury or is it just is the degree of randomness too man nah he just throws the season into, nah, <laughs> into place. maybe try to get the head on the right the, <laughs> my head not on the wrong side uh, might help but I, I mean it's, it's the challenge of the World Cup is because 
it's the nature of the beast and it's inevitable that someone will be unlucky um, so uh, as what Ty said it's the whole squad um, and we've got to be ready and prepared for, for that uh, ideally try and avoid it but you've got to go, go all in on the game and um, yeah, whatever happens happens yeah. So Johnny Sexton is 38 today a happy birthday Johnny um, what, 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 what do the what does the ordinary fan not see that Johnny is a player and a person uh, at Leinster um, that you guys obviously see? Uh, I mean, he's he's a family man. Uh, I guess people get a glimpse of it after the games. Uh, his young fella Luca is out in the pitch with him. Um, his young fella Luca goes to kicking sessions with him. So, uh, first and foremost, that's probably something people don't see. His, his, his wife and kids mean a huge amount to him. Um, he's a bit of crack as well. In training as well, he's um, he demands for someone who's been there so long. Mm. He still operates at a, a level that demands you to to be with them. So, as I guess you see it in some of the greats across other sports, they have that edge about them um, that yeah get the most out of you. So he's yeah he's, he's pretty good in training to get the most people around. Nah, nah, like Gary said, he the standards that he demands of us, he demands of, of himself as well. So. Uh, it's a reflection of him that he's managed to last this long and play at such a high level to 38. And um, yeah, I don't want to say too many nice things about him. You know? <laughs> and does that then imbue you with the standards that uh, you will then feel that? Does it? I suppose does it contaminate in a positive way everybody else? I think it does. Yeah, um, to have you know the your emotional leader being the one who is also really, really good at rugby, demanding so much of you. We're all in the same boat, rowing in the same direction. And when you've got a man like that at the helm, um, it does mean a lot to the team. And, um, you know, there is a soft side about him that, you know, people probably don't see. And Gary touched on there, but um, I'd rather have him on my team than uh, be playing against them for sure. Do you have an emotional leader at Munster? Is it yourself? <laughs> yeah, everyone knows Pete. Like, so <laughs> he wears his heart in his sleeve when he's out in the field. Like, so um, you know, and he's much like Johnny, isn't he? He's a family man, and I suppose they're not. They're they're the sides that people don't see to to all of us. I suppose it's people just see the see the rugby side of it. So. Uh, you know, there's a lot of leaders in this team, for sure. You know, we talk about Johnny leading standards and I think, you know, that's definitely rubbed off on everyone. And, you know, you've a lot of boys pushing standards here, like Tyke Furlong, you know, Gary Lowy, they're all pushing standards. And um, that's probably a credit to the environment that not Johnny, not just Johnny has created, but also the coaching staff here, for sure. An enjoyable environment, it seems. Yeah, very much so, and I think, Man, I like we had a week off and it got to Monday and I was like, man, I want to go back to camp. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like three days at home and I was like, man, like you miss it. Like you actually do. Um, I don't think, yeah, you don't realize how lucky we are until we, you know, take the week off. And yeah, I was pretty buzzing to come back in. I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty, pretty cool, unique environment. Hmm. So, in terms of downtime, he's golfers, he has card players, or you know, there are there things he's do together as, as a group. Dabble at golf, but not very <laughs> good. Try to golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary's got a well. bad case of the shanks at the moment. <laughs> right. okay. Yeah, he won't really admit that. Yeah, there's that like social but, committee organizes a couple of things. Uh, well. Kilcoin is one of the funniest humans in the world to have at the helm who leads that, and 
a very, very witty man and you don't want to get caught into a battle of words with him because right. you'll come off second best, so. Would you guys room together then? Would you, would you, would you be in individual rooms at a World um, Cup or would you just share? I'm not sure. Last World Cup we were sharing all right, but um, I think from what I've heard anyway, this time uh, we've the hotel, every team has the hotel to themselves, so I'm not sure if we get our own rooms or not, yeah. potentially. And we'll Andy Farrell, if we get there. <laughs> has, uh, what have you learned from him as a coach in terms of his method, in terms of his, I suppose, his, the way he looks at the game? I mean, his, how, he, how he views attack and what he expects of you to deliver on attack. Um, I mean, there's no one not involved, no matter where the ball is, everyone has a, a role or a part to play. So maybe when, when someone does something well that's on the ball, it, it's often off the back of efforts of guys um, around them. Um, I think he's a brilliant people person um, I think everyone kind of works well with everyone so yeah and what have you learned from Andy and the, and the staff and yeah are you enjoying it I suppose like, oh yeah uh, I'm enjoying have you, it have you, yeah. how has it evolved for you the last years I, I think that a lot of the um, a lot of the coaching staff complement each other quite well in the environment everybody's going in the same direction and want, wants what's best for each other and then you've got you know Paulie who is some man for the attention to detail and then he's got his little sidekick in Foggs who's the absolute crack you know like those two work in tandem they're yin and yang but they work so well so um, no, Faz expects you know the highest of standards just like just like Sexto and a lot of the other boys and um, I think we're we're going in a good direction at the moment yeah and as players would you be vociferous in a dressing room say half time in the Six Nations game or you know, does somebody one week stand up and say things and does the quiet person talk or is it more led by the coaching team? Um, I, I would say that everyone will chime in if they feel like something needs to be said. Um, we have a good process there. Like when we go into the change room, coaches give us a couple of minutes at half time to ourselves where we probably can talk to ourselves and then we'll split into our forwards and backs where, you know, and Polly and Foggs will talk to us and Baz and Caddy will chat to the lads and then we'll come into as a team and whatever needs to be said will be said. Um, I think the big thing here is that we don't we don't want people to be afraid to talk and I think that's the environment that is is here that if we are in a huddle and someone needs to say something they will say it. So I think that's a, that's a good place to be. Yeah, we all have individual journeys and in everything we do. How would say did the time in Wales help you as a player and as a person come back to Ireland then? Yeah, it was huge, you know, I think um, new lease of life, I suppose. You know, you, you you can get get stuck in a bit of a rut um, when things aren't going well for you, and uh, you know everything. When I moved over there, it was a fresh start. You know, fresh eyes on how I played the game, and you know there was no preconceived ideas of what I should and shouldn't do. So I just went out there and you know tried to lay down my own mark, and thankfully it worked out. You know, I meet your missus over there, yeah. Met, met my Love wife, your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there exactly. you go. So, you know, I came back, got to come back here and, you know, get a contract with Munster and I brought a, a lovely brought her over Welsh, to Limerick. Welsh woman back with me, so lucky I didn't girl. do bad. Yeah. <laughs> lucky girl or lucky me, I'd say. <laughs> you had any romances on, you know, your rugby journey? Me? <laughs> nah. You? You recently got married, yeah, Gary. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Um, My ace. Oh, Arnie, me came, Arnie came from New Zealand. Yeah. She traveled nope. out yeah. away with you. Yep, no, we're happily married now with the two little kids. Little baby Nico. Yep, little bubba, little dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're happily married. 
Yeah. And, you know, manage a young family, manage a rugby career, busy man. Yeah, that's probably why I love camp so much as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. Kids, tough. But um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an enjoyable experience. I can, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it you, I suppose. Uh, yeah, because you can't go anywhere, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, nah, he's a legend. Absolutely loving him bits. And, um, you know, I don't know if we'll get a hurley into him yet or... Man, he might God, play right. Stick, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be my retirement plan. Please, God. Yeah. You enjoy playing with Robbie, with Bundy, and you've got a great relationship now with all these players and consistently. Well. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like any time you get to take the field with any of those three lads, certainly in in uh, recent times. Obviously, Jimmy stepped into, um, or Ozzy as well. Covers a bit of thirteen, but yeah, it's uh, we're all challenged to be cohesive with each other. I mean, every second session. It's a mixed pairing, um, and yes, I, I consider myself lucky to play with those lads. Who are the team to beat at the World Cup? Romania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's our first. Very yeah. good. Very good. <laughs> um, look, there's the, the, the group we're in is obviously a very tough group. Um, you know, our aim is to obviously get out of that and go from there. So there's there's a lot of teams that are more than capable of winning this World Cup and uh, it's certainly going to be an exciting one. So Scotland, is, everybody talks about South Africa and ourselves, but Scotland can't be underestimated. They've definitely improved the last couple of years. Yeah, big time. Um, they yeah, run us close and I've been beaten a few times by them. So um, yeah, themselves, Romania and Scotland, that's our challenge. Well, you're on a very tough side of the, the draw, really. You know, it's, you've got France, New Zealand on the side of the draw. It's, it's going to take it's going to take the four-beef show the last year. Yeah, ah, bit of crack, isn't it? <laughs> going to have to beat them along the way somewhere. So, um, nah, hope, like, I mean, <clears throat> to make it out of the pool is obviously um, the first battle and then uh, the crossover game um, with either France or New Zealand. Um, look, is that who we could... Potentially. Yeah. Italy, even. Look, it's exciting, um, you know, but we've got to be prepared for absolutely everything. And I think we're in a good place to be able to put our best foot forward. And uh, come September, we'll jump at the opportunity. Do you think it'll be something to be talked about? Our record of the World Cup, our belief of winning it. But g given we won down in New Zealand, we won the Grand Slam. From you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you guys don't talk about it. <laughs> so, so this is almost like two separate conversations. There's the conversation in the media bubble and there's the conversation you guys have yourselves. Ah, I think that's, that's the case in any kind of environment <laughs> yeah. in, in sports. I think you kind of have to focus on yourselves massively. You know, we'll take what we can from, from all those victories and all the losses as well. We'll take, take what we can and... As we said, and I know it sounds cliche, but it's always about the next first game, game first game that's game. in front of you. So you will not work, you will not look past, say, what, what do we have here next week? This is yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're buzzed about it. This is this is what it's all. This is why you this is why you do this. The World Cup. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. It's I mean, the squad's pretty competitive, so the lucky ones to to go out there, we'll we'll throw everything at it to represent all the boys in the country, obviously. So. Yeah, because we're going to have such a huge support. Like, it's not too far to go. It's going to be epic. Yeah, 100%. And I think, thankfully, from the way we've been playing over the last year, we've we've created a, a good buzz around the country. And I think that's what makes it more exciting as well, knowing that, you know, Irish fans are one of the best in the world to travel anyway. But we know for sure we're going to have 
sellouts and majority are going to be in green in those stadiums. So, you know, we'll be certainly playing for those people as well. Got the jerseys as well to show for too. So, yeah, you know, exactly. enjoy them. Ty Byrne, Carrie Ring Rose, James Lowe, thanks so much for speaking to Dr. Ball. Thank you. Really Thank you very much time. for your time. Thank you. And the best of luck in France at the World Cup. Great. Thank, Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Rugby on Off the Ball with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.